well, Sam Carrick was back briefly. And hey, how about that drubbing at Henderson? We'll talk about all of that and more on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, folks, it's Goals Thursday. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, welcoming you to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Google, etc., etc. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD and the show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. So, it's Goals Thursday. And yes, I'm still in New York for now. I'll be back home shortly. Um, hopefully, I'll be back on Thursday. Hoping. And we'll we'll see how that goes. And just to give a little preface, yes, I'm still here. Um, yeah, I ran the New York Marathon. And yeah, I'm still feeling it right now. <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. So I'll, I'll talk more about that maybe later today or on the next podcast, which will be a bonus on Thursday. So yeah, cool beans. All right. So let's talk about first, there was a little two game set against the Milwaukee Admirals that did not go too well. Milwaukee coming in pretty strong. Actually, Milwaukee's looked pretty decent so far this season. They've bested Rockford. They've bested the Chicago Wolves. And now they look to take their winning ways out to Southern California against the San Diego Goals. Well, the Admirals, they were kind of close to first place. Definitely first place after these games. Let's start with the first game that took place Oh, on Saturday. Oh, sorry, on Friday. Friday was the first game. It wasn't good. Lukas Dostal was in net. He gave up three goals. San Diego allowed 38 shots. Mm. 38 shots. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, that really happened. 38 shots. It, it was bad. It was like the goals were impersonating the Ducks, especially in that first period, which kind of drove me a little bit nuts because I tried to watch that later on. San Diego began okay the first maybe three, four minutes of the game. And hey, you know what? We saw the Carrick line look really good. Oh, by the way, Sam Carrick back on a conditioning stint. He was on the second line with Justin Kirkland and Danny O'Regan. And that line looked good the first couple of shifts. The Regenda Gruel Grimaldi line looked really good as well. But the last two lines, Lapina McLaughlin Perot, Drew Kindop Ozipov, did not look good at all. I mean, it, it wasn't even close. So notice a name that was missing there, Braden Tracy. He was out from this game. Um, he was absent. We don't know why. I mean, it was later revealed that he had some kind of injury, and that was in the little post game that he was indeed injured. So that's why you had those kind of different looking lines for San Diego. Well, yeah, Carrick looked good. 
And then after that, I mean, Nick Bruyard had a bad tripping penalty. The goals did break that, but it was just a former goal doing his thing. Kiefer Sherwood, perfect setup for Mark Delgaizo to open up the scoring at one nothing Milwaukee. And a key moment in this game, I think, was also in that first period where Dmitry Osipov got a little bit, I mean, he got he got eager. He was ready to just hit anybody. And he was called for a five-minute boarding major. So the goals were on the PK for the rest of the period. And that's where a lot of those shots came in. So the goals did kill the minor. They killed the major. And they were down by just one at intermission. But trailing on shots 18-5 to is not going to cut it. And the second period, not much better. Milwaukee outshot him 9-7. They outshot him 11-8 in the third. It was all Milwaukee for pretty much the whole game. The second period, they didn't really allow a lot of shots. And they played mostly keep away. Like, they just played their game. Where they would have puck control. And move behind their goaltender. And maintain control. That's what they did pretty much the entire second period. The goals didn't really get many quality chances in that second, and that burned them. And then in the third, Milwaukee scored two goals to close things out. You had a pretty decent goal from Marcus Nermi and a good goal from Cole Schneider. Nice little puck movement there. Evangelista and Novak getting apples. Pavel Regenda got his second of the season. Regenda looked good on this game. He was one of the more active players, and he got rewarded at the very tail end with his second goal. I I think he's looked fine. He looked really good in San Diego, and he never gave up any shifts. That's what you want, and he just blasted it top corner. But that's your final score, 3-1 Milwaukee. That's how bad it was. Saturday's game, not a whole lot better. First, it was Mexican Heritage Night. Also, the warm-up, I mean, like, the stuff they had around from Mexican Heritage Night from pictures I saw, it looked really cool. It looked really, really, really freaking cool. So, back to the game itself. Sam Carrick is back. He's on a line with Hunter Drew in that second line. That was weird. Regenda, third line, with Lapina and Perot. And out once again, Braden Tracy. We don't exactly know what the injury is but you know what I mean he's still around the team he could be back soon who knows I mean at the time I thought he could be back soon we'll talk about that in a second that other Milwaukee game was kind of a forgettable one Ole Eriksenek did look good allowed only two goals Milwaukee did win that one by a score of three to one that one had goals from Keaton Thompson and Phil Tomasino. Jacob Pro got the goal for the goals. And Kiefer Sherwood, the former goal, scored an empty netter. San Diego, I thought, they, they were close on this one. And Justin Kirkland, had a he had a pretty bad couple of games. First, he almost caught, or he kind of did cost his team a goal at a bad part of the game on Friday's game. Did the same thing on Saturday. 
and he's been injured. But you cannot make plays like that. And what I mean by plays like that, so on Friday's game, he had an open net. Could not pot it. On this one, Justin Kirkland, I mean, look, there's bad penalties, and there are bad penalties. A bad penalty in the second period, and that resulted directly for a Milwaukee goal. That was a bad one. Another bad one was goaltender interference. Milwaukee had a five on three. Well, actually, not really five on three because Luke Evangelista got caught for hooking, but it was a four on three. Justin Kirkland did not need to take that penalty. He didn't. So he's just had kind of a rough going at it right now. And that happens. You know, you have good stretches, you have bad stretches. This particular couple of games is considered a bad stretch. The transition game was not good. The passing, like I mentioned, not good. It was just bad. And something that I'm going to say, like, Ducks fans, shoot the puck. Shoot it. Don't get outshot again like they did on Saturday's game as well. This time, 34-26. to 26. All right. We're going to head into the first intermission, but first let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. NBA is in full swing, so is the NHL, NFL is in week seven or eight. I'm not so sure. There's boxing, MMA, etc. So if you want to check out the latest lines, and if you live in a state that actually legalizes sports gambling online, you could do so at BetOnline using your mobile device or your laptop. BetOnline is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Gulls, which is under the umbrella of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, and that's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, live from New York, high atop the 50th floor. Yeah, I mean, got a nice little background over here, so yeah, just thought it just thought it'd look cool, you know, out here in New York, out with the lights on. Looks pretty cool. I think so. All right, so let's talk about Tuesday's game, and I should just really peel back the curtain here. I'm recording this on Wednesday because the Ducks have a late game. By late game, I mean a 10 p.m. start. That is late. So I'm recording this Wednesday early evening mainly because I'm probably going to fall asleep watching the Ducks game because it's going to be late night. And the goals game was on a Tuesday. So I figured, well, there's no goals game on Wednesday this time. I could actually record this. And oh boy, that was a fun one that I actually like really went back and watched and frankly enjoyed because this was a pummeling up and down. So the San Diego goals played at Henderson, Nevada in front of a, you know, a crowd. There was a couple thousand there. It was a decent enough crowd, but it's Tuesday night. It's also election night. I don't expect a huge crowd. I mean, I don't expect many people to show up. I mean, 
Henderson really did not show up on this game. <laughs> they didn't. San Diego just came out firing in that first period, and it was not close. They got the best of Laurent Boissois in that first. Bo grew a perfect power play goal for San Diego to start off one nothing, And then after that, just bang, bang. Jacob Perot from Braden Tracy. Hey, look who's back. Braden Tracy's back. And Drew Hellison. Drew getting his first of the season. That makes it 3 nothing. Then Justin Kirkland. He gets in on the action with about 36 seconds left in the period. That made it 4-0 right away for San Diego. I think that maybe Brussois wanted a couple of those back. I think he did. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Gru shot, good one. Perot looked good. Helson had a good shot. Kirkland, that was decent enough. And look, there were great setups by Daniel Regan and particularly great setups by Rocco Grimaldi, who really should be up with the Ducks. But, you know, what do I know? Oh, second period, not much better. Bo Grew scored again. Then Rocco Grimaldi scored. Then Daniel Regan scored all of a sudden 7-0 halfway through the second period. I thought we were going to see a 10 spot. I thought that because there was still 30 minutes left, that San Diego would surely score one or two more goals. That didn't happen. That was just a complete shellacking of the Henderson Silver Knights. 7 nothing was your final score. And hey, Lukas Dostal got the shutout. He stopped 28 of 28 shots, but he was not the player I was most focused on. I was focused on two guys, Rocco Grimaldi and Pavel Regenda. So let's talk about let's talk about Regenda first. That was the third consecutive game with a point. He is one of the most NHL ready guys that the goals have, along with maybe Braden Tracy. And maybe, I mean if you want to go defenseman, maybe Drew Hellison. I would think out of all the demon they have, he's at least the guy that I I would want to bring up. And also absent from the lineup was Sam Carrick, who by my understanding, may come back sooner rather than later. He might not need the full two weeks to recover and recuperate. So we'll see how that goes. And that is kind of a big topic in Goalsland, is what's going to happen with, you know, Sam Carrick? Is he just going to, you know, go back to San Diego more? No, it's not going to happen. Carrick is too loved in Anaheim. He really is. So I don't see him going anywhere but the Anaheim Ducks. So, you know, other players that are on San Diego right now, first off, Lukas Dostal had a terrific game. Was there many high-danger shots or chances? (sighs) I mean, there was some good chances, and San Diego did get some in the middle, but most of their shots were on the left side, around the end of the faceoff dot, or in the perimeter. It's not going to cut it. Not at all. Not in the NHL, not even in the AHL. Doesn't work. So as for San Diego, man, they just had good puck movement. Something that had been missing from this team for a while. Especially on that first power play when Bo Grew scored. As soon as he did that, I thought, oh, yeah, Henderson's done. And they were. 
So that means San Diego, with that win, they climb into a, I think it's a almost tie for last place. Thank God for the Henderson Silver Knights being all the way in the bottom. After that, maybe 7 through 9 are close. Abbotsford, Barracuda, Goals, and even the Wranglers. They're at 500 as well. So some teams are in trouble, but other teams are willing to, you know, just kind of do their own thing. <sighs> All right. I think we need to head to the second intermission. And after that, we'll talk a little bit about other goings on in the American Hockey League. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And we're just going to go around the AHL really quickly before we wrap up this Goals Thursday. Live from New York. All right. So the reason I want to go around the AHL is I haven't really done that recently. And there's one key thing that I want to bring up. And this was because uh, Sarah Vampato and I were watching the rain, I, like part of the rain game the other night because it was an earlier game at Colorado. So it was an earlier start time. Okay, I could actually watch some of it. And that's when I saw a little incident that took place between uh, Mitchell Van Sompel and Austin Wagner. Van de Sompel pretty much demolished Austin Wagner of the Ontario Reign. So Van de Sompel has been suspended for three games. So he missed the game on Tuesday. He missed yesterday's game against Texas. And he's also going to miss Saturday's game at San Jose. As for Austin Wagner, um, he left the game. He did not come back. The latest is that he might still be out for tonight's game. Yeah, it'd be tonight's game. And we'll see what happens after that. And I bring that up because Ontario does play San Diego this coming weekend in Ontario. And that game takes place Sunday. The Rain do travel to San Jose tonight. And then after that, the Rain come back down to SoCal. And their schedule coming up is they have, well, they have the Sunday game at Ontario. But before that, they go down to Bakersfield to take on the Condors Saturday night. So Ontario will be coming back from, you know, a nice little drive down the five. San Diego, they'll be nice and rested. They'll be waiting for Ontario just right there. So we'll see if Wagner does play or not. That would be a big difference. Um, Austin has been very good for Ontario this season. And, you know, I always pay attention to those kind of suspensions that are more than one game. It was a bad hit. It was very much chicken wing, elbows up. Um, That was a suspendable hit. It really was. And also going around the American Hockey League, um, I saw a really nice article that talked about Bogru. This was brought to my attention by Patrick Williams and uh, John Broadbent. So thanks for bringing that to my attention. A really great article about how hard Bogru has worked over the past year. If you remember, Bogru made it up to the Anaheim Ducks last season. And I always thought that he was a kind of guy that really deserved a chance 
with the Ducks, mainly because he is so hard to work at his position. He gets goals. He drives play. That's someone that I would want to see get a better chance. And even the game on Tuesday, you know, he was on the line with Justin Kirkland and Rocco Grimaldi, who had a huge night up in Henderson. You know, Grew had two goals. Grimaldi had four points. Kirkland had three points. They worked so well together. So I would hope that at least one of those guys goes up. I mean, Rocco Grimaldi I've talked about. I think Grimaldi is deserving of a chance. But put Bo Grew in that argument as as well. I think he deserves a shot at the NHL at some point this season as well. I really do. So that's just kind of my thoughts on that. Um, We're just going to go around the league and look at some of the standings as of right now because we're finally more than a few games in. So I guess we could begin to look at some standings for now. Uh, First place in the Pacific, Ontario. Ontario is the class of the division. They are the best team in this division. Tucson being right there, that seems like kind of a mirage because Tucson has had trouble scoring goals at times. But there they are. They're right there in second place. Third, Colorado. Those pests, they're right around there. Bakersfield is fourth with 11 points. The Firebirds from Coachella Valley, I I say Palm Springs. They're in fifth. Then you have Calgary at sixth. Abbotsford at seven. Then San Jose, San Diego, Henderson. A reminder of how the playoffs work. Top seven teams will advance. First place will get a bye. Then it'll be two to seven, three versus six, four versus five. So San Diego right now was on the outside looking in. They got to start picking things up. San Diego has started to have a bit of trouble on their special teams. They simply cannot do that. I mean, they can't replicate their parent club up in Anaheim because the Ducks, I mean, we've known about the Ducks' troubles on special teams. San Diego, I mean, at least their penalty kill is a lot better. Uh, Power play is okay, but penalty kill, that's at least something good in San Diego for what it's worth. So, yay. There we go. All right. Uh, We're going to wrap up this goals Thursday for now. We're going to have a bonus episode today because, you know, Anaheim playing a TNT game. So, yeah, surprise, bonus episode. So aside from goals Thursday, you'll have a regular Thursday podcast as well because, you know, I got to talk about the game against Minnesota. I have to. A lot of you know why. So, yeah, big, big surprise. I'll be flying, and I'll also be flying back today, so trying to get these episodes out is going to be a little bit tricky, but I will try to get them out. I, I'm i trying, folks. <laughs> all right, once again, thanks for your support. Don't forget, this podcast is available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to shoot me an email, you can do so at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And once again, thank you all so much for your continued support, and thanks for those of you that supported me during the marathon. You guys are awesome. I'm very, very grateful for that. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. 
Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And ducks fly together. And gulls fly together. Caw-caw, caw-caw.